0: Thanks for joining the Heights Church podcast today. We hope that you enjoy the message. If you're in the Sydney area, be sure to join us at the Heights Church at Golston Road, in Wandsby Heights, Sydney, Australia. All right, John chapter 8, verses
1: 31 to 45. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, "'If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples.' Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we will be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you are Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. "'You were doing the works of your own father.' "'We are not illeg- illegitimate children,' they protested. "'The only father we have is God himself.' "'Jesus said to them, "'If God were your father, you would love me, "'for I have come here from God. "'I have not come on my own. God sent me. "'Why is my language not clear to you? "'Because you are unable to hear what I say. "'You belong to your father, the devil, "'and you want to carry out your father's desires. "'He was a murderer from the beginning.' not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me.
0: I play a short game of uh, only lies, some lies that we... Sometimes believe, I perhaps wonder if some of these lies are believe, uh, lies that you've believed about uh, yourself before. Uh, like, I have to be perfect all the time. Uh, my worth is determined by my work, my performance, my school marks. What about the lie that says I'm not good enough? I'm a failure. I'm too far gone. What about the lie that is uh, I'm only as good as my appearance? How good I look. I am what people say I am. Everything (laughs) depends on me. What about these sets of lies? These are good ones. If I could just get through this next week, then I will be happy and in the clear. If I could just have a bit more money, then I would be happy and okay. If I could just have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, if I could just be married... If I could just have a child, another child, if I could just own a house, if I could just finally make it, if I could get promoted, if I could just dot, 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 then finally my life would be amazing. Every single one of those are lies. Every single one of those are lies that from time to time we're all tempted to believe. And I want to talk tonight about the way that in our life, Uh, We live our life like a big game of two truths and a lie. There are things that we believe that are true, but sometimes all of us invite in and believe things that are not true. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, "'Everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice "'is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. "'The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew "'and beat against that house.' Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. What I love about that uh, little sort of mini story that Jesus tells is that the man who built his house on the sand, on the wrong place, Uh, initially fell for a lie, believed a lie. Essentially, what was the lie? The lie was, if I build my house uh, on the sand, that will be a good house, that'll be a good place for my house, that will be a good thing to do. He, He believed a lie. But from then on, we're led to believe that every single thing he did, believed the truth. And for all we know, this builder followed the highest, most professional standards of building from that point onwards. Got all the right subcontractors, you know, all the angles were right. Everything that was built in that house was done absolutely, perfectly and correctly. But because he fell for the lie at the very beginning, all of the other truths did not matter. And his house fell with a great crash. Believing uh, lies in our life uh, is not just like a neutral thing that we can sort of get by doing, but believing lies in our life have a hugely destructive effect, particularly if they are core foundational lies that we are building our lives on. Lies have a huge destructional impact. There's a time back... uh, a little bit before the internet, in 1899, uh, there's a story, yeah, a little bit before, a little bit before, uh, there was a newspaper in Denver, America, and something terrible happened uh, for that newspaper in Denver, America on that day. What happened was, there wasn't really any news. There was nothing happening. They needed to print out a newspaper, but they had no content they had nothing. Their journalists were everywhere and they couldn't find a single noteworthy story. So they did what journalists may sometimes be tempted to do from time to time. They made up a story. They told just like a little insy wincy like lie and then put that as like their main story. And they're thinking, okay, this is before the internet. We're in Denver, America. We're a long way away. So what we're going to do is we're going to make our story happen in China. So they made up a story uh, that the Chinese government was in talks with American businessmen uh, who were bidding to take down the Great Wall of China uh, and replace it with a roadway, with a highway, some sort of motorway, whatever the version of that was in 1899. Fortunately, this little incy-wincy lie uh, grew some legs. People were very interested in this story. Before long the story made its way to China. And there are some historians that believe and point to this little made-up story in this little Denver newspaper that got out of control, they point to this little thing as being a factor, significant factor, uh, in what went on to be, it's called the Boxer Rebellion. It was an uprising uh, where thousands of people died, where the Chinese sort of lower class rose up and, and kicked out as much as they could all Western influence in their country. Lots of people died at a huge turning point in Chinese history, just from a little lie that was told and a little lie that was believed. Lies can be destructive but on the other hand, truth can be powerfully liberating. There was a baseball player once that did what sometimes baseball players might be tempted to do. Uh, he took a banned substance to make himself faster and stronger. You know, I can't believe it. This guy, his name was Alex Rodriguez. Finally, uh, one day, uh, he admitted to taking banned substances, and he came clean. He came out. I did it. I did it. So send me. You know, I'm at your mercy. I did everything wrong. And this is what he said. He said, "It. It feels so good." To come out here today and to be completely honest, it's like taking a gorilla. It's like taking a monkey off my back. And I realize now that honesty is the only way. The truth needed to come out a long time ago, and I'm glad it's coming out today. He said, the truth will set you free this line, the truth will set you free. It's the exact same line that Jesus uses in this conversation, in John chapter 8 that Isaac read for us, uh, where Jesus is having an interaction uh, with some Jewish people whom on this occasion uh, are divided. Some of them have rejected Jesus. Some of them don't believe what he's got to say, but some of them are coming around to the idea. Some of them are starting to believe that this Jesus guy might be somewhat important. They're coming around and believing. One of the things that Jesus says to them as He encourages them to believe the truth about who He is and then subsequently what that means about who they are, He says, the truth will set you free. I believe that tonight the truth can still set us free. In the story that uh, Isaac read, it's an interesting one because... You would think if Jesus came to you and said the truth would set you free, that you would sort of take that home and be like, yes, I am done with this conversation. I've heard what I've got to say. But we have got to understand, for a Jewish person in the first century, perhaps at any point, for you to suggest that something will set them free implies that they are not yet free. And if you know some of the Jewish sort of narrative and history, an important thing for them was that they had already been set free, especially from Egyptian slavery in their history. And even though they were still sort of under the rule of the Roman Empire at this time and had different things in their history, this was almost like a turn-off. Okay, for us, we'd be like, Jesus, the truth will set me free. Absolutely, let's like start worshipping. You know. But for them... This actually sort of turned, pivoted the conversation in a different direction. And Jesus had to explain to them that even though, yes, the Jewish people had been set free from uh, Egyptian rule and bondage, and yes, that part of their history is accurate, that they still had something to be set free from, a deeper thing, which was being uh, in bondage to sin and even Satan, And in this story, it's one of the times where Jesus talks about Satan. He talks about what Satan is like. And ultimately, the way that Satan is characterized is as the father of lies. And basically, there are two sort of fathers that are being uh, compared to each other, okay? And, And the bad one is Satan. And so Jesus says to these Jewish people that... If you cannot believe the truth that you need salvation, if you cannot believe the truth that you are in bondage to sin, then your father, your dad, is Satan. Because the origin of all lives is Satan. And Jesus is saying the origin of all truth is in himself. And so tonight when I say and I ask and I wonder and I encourage you to wonder... What are the lies in your life that you are holding on to? I am not just saying it so that you can go away from this place with uh, your self-esteem and self-confidence built up. If you do, that would be an excellent side effect. But on this Father's Day, ultimately, I'm encouraging you to to say to Satan, you are no longer a father figure in my life. I don't want you, I don't need you any longer in my life inserting falseness into my life. The Jews wanted to say that they were the children of Abraham. We're Israelites, we're Jews. You're being ridiculous. How can you, Jesus, all of a sudden be the one that's going to set us free? We've already been set free. But the problem was that they believed lies. Not small ones, but big ones. And so Jesus says to them that you need the truth. And so Jesus presents himself as somebody who has been sent from the Father, not just to say the truth, but to be the truth. At other times, Jesus describes himself and says, you want to know what the truth is? I am the truth. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And what's really great about that is that even though the lies that we might struggle with would perhaps be a little bit different to the lies that first century Jewish people would be struggling with against Jesus, that we too... Uh, can come to Jesus and just by coming to Him in faith, regardless of the lies that we struggle with and believe, we too can be set free. A lot of people I know don't like to be uh, the idea of being set free. In fact, I remember having a conversation uh, when I was in year 12, I was talking to someone about, you know, why I'd become a Christian and, and they had sort of been a Christian for a bit, and they were sort of getting a bit over it, and they didn't want to be a Christian anymore. And they said to me, you know, I'm just, all this church stuff, and all this like youth group stuff, and all this religion stuff, I just want to go and be set free. I want to be free from this. I want to find some freedom. And in that moment, I realised, I went, I, I, I have a feeling I want to be able to explain to you what, why that's not right, but I, I couldn't quite explain it then. And as I thought about this sermon, I thought, what what would be the way to explain to somebody, uh, what text would you direct them to, to say, okay, by getting away from the things of God, that's not the freedom you're looking for, the text is right here. Because... Essentially, what Jesus is saying is being free is not about releasing the shackles and doing what we want. Because he makes the argument, and I make the argument, and perhaps you would observe this as well, that any human being that is set free to do anything that they want are still unable to find the peace and happiness and freedom that they think that they are looking for. But rather, the way that we can be set free in the way that Jesus is describing here is to be set free to be everything that we have been created to be every single one of us here has been created to be something special every single one of us here has been created to be something unique especially crafted by God with a mission and a purpose that applies not just to certain people that are around you I'm telling you tonight that applies to you there is a calling on your life there is a there is there is uh, the hand of God on your life that's 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 calling you that's inviting you come and be everything that I the creator of the universe and the creator of you have created Created you to be. I'm inviting you to step into it. And so when we run away from that, we think we're running towards freedom, but rather what we're running towards is bondage to sin. We're running away from everything that we were created to be and running towards bondage to sin in the appearance of freedom. Tonight, we are encouraged and I want to encourage, I want to challenge you to turn to Christ, to find your truth in Him. And perhaps in doing that, I don't have to go through every single lie that you've fallen for, but perhaps what you would do is you'd go away tonight trusting in Jesus, but also what I would love to encourage you to do is as you go by your day, try and identify lies when they come into your sphere of understanding. There are a lot of different ways that lies come into our life. We play two truths in a lie every single day. Every single time you watch a TV show, two truths... And probably at least one lie. A narrative that's told about what the world is like. A narrative that's told about what human relationships are like. Every time you watch a movie. Every time you read a book. Every time you have a conversation with your friends uh, at school or at work. Every single time, uh, you know, and a lot of us still carry this. We have have a negative thought pop into our head about ourselves. A lot of us uh, uh, have scripts in our life that have been designed or have been sort of implanted into us because... uh, Our mums and our dads, our parents, our family dynamics have created these scripts in our mind about things that we think are true about ourselves and about the world. And I would challenge you, in Jesus' name, to look for the truths and also look for the lies. I felt tonight as we worshipped that I was singing a little bit of Two Truths and a Lie. I don't know about you, we sung a couple of songs, two songs that I felt like I could get behind but then we sung uh, every day. And as I was singing every day, I was singing a few things. I was saying, geez, these musicians are, are pretty good here. Uh, I was saying, this, uh, this, is a, this is an old banger. And I thought, I don't, I don't live for Jesus every day. <laughs> I'm going to sing the words because, like, great great song. But I'm thinking, this is, out of the three songs, this is the lie. This is the one that's not quite right. There's no way in the world I'm going to put my hand up uh, publicly and be like, yes, every single day, God, it's you I live for. The other songs I can get behind, but that, to me tonight, personally, I know not for you, but for me, that was the lie. Ultimately, as I come to a close tonight, I wonder what are the words that are going on inside of you? What are the words that you're speaking, the words that you're singing? What are the things that you're consuming in... Uh, and, and watch what, which parts of those are truth and which parts of those are lies. I wonder if some of those lies that I read at the start ring true for you and whether tonight we might be able to leave some of these behind and just have a moment of saying, you know what, Jesus, you are the truth and I'm going to go from there. Lies like I have to be perfect all of the time. That my worth is determined by my work or my performance or my school marks. Lies like I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I'm too far gone. I am my appearance. I am what people say I am. Everything depends on me. If I could just have dot, 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 then finally I'd be happy. If I could just have dot, dot, dot then my life would be amazing. All lies, but tonight Jesus is, I assure you, the truth. Let's turn to him and let's pray right now. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you that you've sent him in truth and you've sent him to set us free. Lord, we are so sorry for the times that we uh, are slaves to uh, sin. We are slaves to the things of this world. And we're also sorry for the times that we believe deceptive untruths, that we accept things about ourselves that aren't true, that we accept things about you that aren't true. We're sorry for the times that we believe them, but we're also sorry for the time that we then build our houses right on top of them. Lord, tonight for the houses that need to come down so we can start again, I pray you give people the courage to do so. Lord, for the things about ourselves that we just allow to swirl around in our mind about ourselves. I pray tonight that you would meet every single person struggling with those thoughts. And Lord, help them to cling to your son Jesus instead. May they be set free. May they know they're more than their performance. May they know that their worth is determined by you and the way that you've created them. May they know because of that and because of Jesus that they are definitely good enough, that they aren't too far gone, that they aren't failures, that their appearance isn't what matters, that it's you who looks rather at the heart, that we aren't everything that people say about us and no, not everything depends on us, but rather everything God depends on you. And help us, Lord, to let go of the false lie that if we just get through or if we just get then, we will be happy. But rather, even in this moment, as we carry stress and anxiety, or even in this moment when everything isn't totally clear, when we have burdens still that we carry, may we turn to Jesus and in Him be set free. Amen.